Let's go. Hello, hello, my FitFizz friends. Thank you so much for joining me again today. I'm happy to tell you that I have a guest with me on the show who I'm going to introduce in just a quick minute. But in case you're a new listener and wondering who I am, I'm Kelly Wilson, owner of FitFizzStudio.com, and I am a certified trainer, nutrition coach, behavior change specialist, autoimmune disease educator, and I've worked in the health and fitness industry for over 25 years. FitFizz is here to help you ditch the gimmicks, find strength through your struggles, give you knowledge for making the smartest choices for your own health, and to remind you to celebrate victory all along the way. And now for my special guest, I'd like you to meet Susie Goodwin. She is the host of the Run Lift Mom podcast, which is all about running and lifting and momming. I love that momming as a verb. She is also a marathon runner and she enjoys lifting. She is also the mom of four young kids, three of which are triplets. So she's got some great advice for us today. She's very passionate about uplifting women and guiding other moms through their fitness journey. However, for the dads listening, I hope you'll stick with us because she's got great advice for everyone. Everybody, Susie, thank you so much for being here on the show today. Kelly, I'm so excited to be on FitFizz. Thank you for having me. Good. Um, one super fun thing that I'm eager to know about you that I saw on your website is that you have a world record. Tell us about that. Let's kick it off with that. Well, I, I need to clarify. I set a world record. It's actually okay. been broken by a couple of women since. Um, fun fact, I helped one of them fill out her application for Guinness um, because I love to own an abundance mindset, but it is, um, it's running a half marathon while pushing a triple pram. So the triplets oh that you to at the beginning, yeah, we, um, wow. it was pretty holy too. I mean, Kelly, I almost got, like I almost got the designation for an uphill course. I was about uh, 50 <sighs> feet from that, but um, we did it in 201, and any runners out there are going to be like, ah, oh, 01. Um, but oh yeah, gosh. I didn't do, uh, you know, under two hours like I wanted to, but we still set the record. That is incredible. And how old were the babies at that time? You know, we did it to celebrate their year, their homecoming, their year anniversary mm-hmm. homecoming from the NICU. So I oh. had my kids, um, the triplets were born at 30 weeks. NICU babies, girl, they lived at that NICU for the first months. And so we did a fundraiser and actually raised enough money for a giraffe bed, which is a really expensive um, piece of equipment. And um, my son Gideon, the youngest, he was in a giraffe bed for about a month of the two. It saved his life. And so to know that we could give back that equipment that was not budgeted for was Mm -hmm. the biggest way we knew to honor, you know, the work that God did through the respiratory therapists, the neurologists, the nurses, they were just so great. It was a big way to say thank you. Wow, that is so cool. Um, Tell us a little, wherever you want to start going back in time a little bit before that, whenever your interest in fitness began and how that became such an important part of your life. Yeah, so I mean, I'm a runner. I was a runner prior to having kids. Um, I ran my first marathon my senior year of college, and I did it just because I overheard my cross-country coach in high school telling, he wasn't even addressing me, he was telling another guy 
the best thing a man can do with his life is uh, <laughs> get married, find Jesus, and run a marathon. And I'm not here to debate the first two, okay? Mm -hmm. um, but run a marathon, it just stayed with me. Uh -huh. I was like, a marathon, 26.2 miles. That's why, you know, it, yeah. I, it didn't leave my head. And so my senior year of college, I ran my first marathon okay. and then I took a job, um, actually in your neck of the woods, I took a job mm. in kind of the Great Lakes area of the country. I okay. didn't know anybody. Mm -hmm. And this is before social media. Like I couldn't just find a meetup group. And so I decided I will run, um, you know, I'll, I'll train for run marathons, get the group runs with whatever random city I'm in. It was a traveling sales position. Mm -hmm. um, next thing I knew it, I had 10 races under my belt and I'm actually wow. a 50 state marathoner. I've done 47 of the 50 states. Oh, that's so cool. That is incredible. Wow. When was your... Led to another. <laughs> <laughs> and now you, and you're still running. You're, it's just part of your life. Yeah, you know, running, it's what's neat about running as a sport is that it can really change with the season of life that you're in. So mm -hmm. what I just described when I first found it, I mean, that was, I don't know anybody, I need some friends, mm -hmm. and I can see these different cities that I'm in on foot, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Chicago, Indianapolis. I mean, it was very, very cool. Um, yeah. And then when I became a runner, obviously I got into stroller running, not only with the triplets, but with my oldest. So mm -hmm. it's really, and I'm a military spouse, I should mention that. So we move every three years or so. So I get to explore the new city that I'm in on foot. And often I will make friends with the running community prior mm -hmm. to whatever military community that I'm in, just by way of that hobby. Yeah, that is really cool. And that I, you're just having that as a hobby as you move. I'm sure that gives you a head start to kind of finding your place and connecting with people wherever you are. Because I'm not part of the running community, but I know from friends that it is a very tight community and you have your resources. So that's really cool. Um, totally. I have to tell you, because I know, you know, your background with being a competitive weightlifter. Mm -hmm. um, I found weightlifting in 2010. We were in Alaska. Okay. I still was running marathons. I couldn't uh -huh. do long runs, right? I mean, it's negative 50 out. You can't yeah. run 20 miles. And yeah. so my husband talked me into joining a CrossFit affiliate, but it was in Fairbanks, Alaska, and it was a CrossFit football affiliate. So for any of your listeners out there that are familiar with old school CrossFit football, I mean, it's like benching, you're doing tire work. I didn't even know what a kipping pull-up was until I got back to the lower 48 because uh -huh. the CrossFit gym that I was in, like, the coaches would not let us. Yeah, <laughs> do wow. Movements. It was a. It was more. A, and now you know what? Now he owns a weightlifting gym. Yeah. Um. But I really credit that time a decade ago to helping me with longevity. I'm almost 40 years old. So mm -hmm. in terms of injury proofing myself, allowing me to run a lot, I did a hundred miler this summer, and I know wow. it's because I run and lift. That lift part is so, so important for injury proofing. I love that you said that. I definitely agree. Um, and you know, injuries are common in any sport, but definitely hear about them with runners a lot. So I think that that says a lot that you put that in there. Um, hopefully people listening will heed that advice. I mean, totally. I remember being on the JFK 50 miler um, so for anybody, any runners are going to be familiar with the JFK 50 course. So what happens is, I don't know, you're running up the Appalachian Trail and then you've got a while on 
the canal, and then you come to the pavement. The pavement's about, I don't know, the last 10 miles in Hagerstown, but girl, by this time, you are beaten down. You've done 20 miles on the Appalachian Trail with Mountain Rescue. It's a long day. You can always tell who incorporates lifting in with their training plan because you get on the easiest Mm. terrain ever, and if you have been doing those squats and deadlifts and presses, Mm. you're passing people at the end. If you haven't, you are straight debilitated. It's very apparent in those ultra races. I love that you said that. Uh, great advice for any runners listening to, and you can, it's never too late to start. So, you know, anything you can do to strengthen your joints is definitely great for injury proofing, just like you said. Um, I really want to talk about um, some parenting things. So tell us a little bit about how you began. Well, did your business start before you had kids or after? So after, so the triplets, me and the triplets changed everything. Um, I actually professionally was in corporate wellness for about a decade. Um, My master's is in uh, health promotion. I've got a background in bariatric counseling, diabetes education. Um, I worked a lot with overweight population. Okay. Um, And then I have the triplets. Uh And for anybody listening out there, moms, like, you know, like daycare is not pretty. My son was not even two when I had the triplets. So I had four kids Mm. in daycare. Wow. It, it just insane. We, we did our yeah. taxes that year and that was what triggered me to be like, Mm-mm, nope, I'll take a few uh-huh. <laughs> out of the corporate, you know, setting. Yeah. And so, I don't know, it took probably six months or so before I said, okay, I've got to scratch my professional itch. And that is actually when I started representing a brand called Zia Active Wear. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a direct selling brand. And from that, like having a lot of customers there and having the desire to go deep with my customers that were buying sports bras and leggings, mm-hmm. that's where the Run Lift Mom podcast came. And I would say that that's my main business now is actually the podcast and opportunities and partnerships that arise from that. Very cool. You'll definitely have to tell us more about Zaya at the end and everybody, you can tell everybody how to find that. I know you, I watched some really great uh, videos that you have on your Facebook page and everyone is always buying activewear, even if they're not working out. <laughs> so yes, yes. Uh, you can tell us more about that at the end. Um, but I know peep a lot of parents, I really wanted to have you on to talk to parents who really struggle to manage time and find time for exercise with kids, especially little ones. Um, Since I'm not a mom, I try to stay away from giving advice in that territory. But tell us some of your best advice on how you make that happen with having so much to do as a mom. Well, I've got two things for you. And one is more of a mindset thing. The second is a tactical tip. Um, Is that okay? Yeah, that's great. Okay, cool. The mindset, ladies, moms, what I really need you to embrace is more than nothing. Something is better than nothing. So often we will find, oh, I've only got 15 or 20 minutes. And so we don't do the workout because we feel like, oh, it's only 20 minutes. Well, here's the thing. You skip, you know, three 20 minute workouts. Now you've skipped an hour of movement that your body needs. You skip six 10 minute workouts. There's that hour of movement your body needs. And so behaviorally as well, if you get out of the habit of doing something, even if it's 10 minutes, you're, you're really going to be hurting when you're, you're in a season of life 
where you're able to reintroduce fitness. So I would say really just own that more than nothing mindset is the first thing. I mean, that's consistent with being a, a busy businesswoman, right, Kelly? Yeah, definitely. And I love how you worded that because, you know, sometimes I tend to say something is better than nothing, but I like how you say that more than nothing, whatever that is for anybody. I love how you worded that. Yeah, well, I can't take credit for that. That is actually, I'm a street parking member. Um, oh. And so that is Miranda Alcaraz. And if people search that hashtag, you guys will be inspired by a lot of people doing more than nothing. Very cool. Um, so that kind of leads me into what I wanted to ask you next. Maybe it, it's already covered, but I wanted to ask you too, like, let's say there's a mom who is just, you know, they wanted to make time for themselves. They had every intention to make a little bit of time for some activity, but you know, it's just one of those days where everything seems to get in the way. Everything feels chaotic and they feel like they just feel overwhelmed and like there's no time. Do you run into those days? You know, you're getting to my tactical piece. You threw okay. me softball there. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I want to, this is another mindset thing. Moms, I want you to think not about time management, but priority management. All mm. right. And I also want you to remember that you can't be the best mom you can be without taking care of yourself as well. I know that I extend my patience. I know I extend my energy. There are a number of things. I'm a better mom when I can get my workout in. And that is really, really important to remind yourself of and recognize. Real talk. I know not everybody is a morning person, okay? I, I know you're not. I know there are some people like, oh man, this this dummy's going to tell me to wake up at you know 4 a.m. <laughs> or whatever. But here's the thing: when everybody else wakes up, if you are a mother, especially, they are going to demand things of you. You're likely managing the household. You've got little little people to keep alive. People are going to demand things of you. And if you've got three o'clock on the calendar or seven o'clock on the calendar, you are going to be too tired, or somebody's going to demand something of you. And it's going to be a priority. Mm -hmm. So I want to challenge listeners to try to get up before the sun, get up before your household does, get up when people aren't making demands. May I give you a hack for this? Yes. Okay. Because you might be like I was a few years ago and my alarm would go off and I would hit snooze and this cycle would continue, I don't know, six, seven times. And suddenly I don't have time for a workout. So <laughs> when your alarm goes off, I want, I want you to put 20 ounces of water on your bedside table. If you don't have one, get one. Um, do a pinch of sea salt in there because that will allow your tissues to absorb all that good hydration when they need it. Mm -hmm. So just pinch sea salt. You won't even be able to taste it. Your alarm's going to go off. I want you to chug that water. Let me tell you, ladies, especially if you've had a child, even if you hit snooze, your bladder, your bladder is not going to be able to make it nine <laughs> minutes. Absolutely no way. And uh -huh. that's how you're going to get out of bed. The worst time in the morning is that time between when the alarm goes off and when your feet hit the floor. Like that's the most painful time. If you can limit <laughs> that time, you're going to be in a position to win. And so 20 ounces of water, now you're already started, right, on the day for your hydration goals. I promise you that it's not about the hydration, though. It's about you're going to have to pee, and now you're off. <laughs> That's so smart. I love it. That is an excellent life hack. Um, that's really good because you're not going to, your bladder's not going to let you just <laughs> go back to sleep. <laughs> I know one of my um, one of my business coaches actually calls that morning time before her kids get up and she encourages everybody to do it. She calls it her magic time, that sacred time that like this is for me. 
and this is what I'm going to do and nobody's going to get in the way and it's sacred and it's happening. <laughs> so, told, you know, I know you talk about like self-talk a lot on FitFizz. And so mm-hmm. here's the thing, moms, <laughs> when your bad self is like, oh, yep, I went to the bathroom and now I can crawl back in and I can get to Oh, it. yeah. This is what you say to your bad self. You only have one hour, 90 minutes, whatever it's going to be. You only have this time to yourself. If you want to use that sleeping, go for it. Like give yourself some tough love. Remind yourself that you, that, that this is your magic time. I love that. Mm-hmm. And that's your, it's your choice. I like how you said that, you know, if that's the decision you want to make, then you have to accept it, right? You can't be upset about it later if that, that's the choice you made. So exactly owning it. Now let's take it a little step farther for when things get even more difficult. Like since March, since everybody's life was jostled around because of COVID, um, did your life change a lot with your family schedules and things like that? You know, what's funny in March, it was business as usual, Kelly. Here's when my world got rocked. I am currently virtual schooling three kindergartners and a first grader. Um, we made the decision to keep our kids at home with no chance of going back to school, Mm -hmm. um, simply because we wanted consistency for them. Uh, I'm not here to judge anybody else's decisions. Actually, I'm here to support you in your decisions because I can see both sides. Mm -hmm. Nonetheless, I am a, um, I'm an accidental homeschooler and my, currently my world is upside down. Like I, like people in my mastermind group, I'm constantly like, yeah, I'm drowning. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I'm drowning. <laughs> I am. Yeah. I, I think a lot of parents are feeling that right now. And I totally respect any decision that anybody makes. Cause I don't know what it's like. Um, how, how have you been managing that? It's gotta be hard to keep them, you know, seated and keep the plans organized and moving and keeping them entertained. And how's that been going? Yeah, you know, it's it comes down to a lot of priority management. As an example for your listener, um, you know, we're it's not even six o'clock in the morning yet in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we're, you know, I'm prioritizing this at the beginning of the day when I know it can be done. But I'll be honest, I've gotten really good this fall at saying no. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a people pleaser to the core, and it's hard for me to accept help, even when like when my husband's deployed and people are offering things. I've historically been like, oh, I can handle it. I can. Mm-hmm. I've started asking for help and I've started saying no. Do you want to hear how I say no to people? Because I know there are folks out there that have trouble saying no. Yes, please tell us. All right. So Kelly, if you were like, oh, Susie, this was a great podcast. Let's record a series. It'll be five <laughs> shows. It'll be awesome. This is what I would say to you, friend. Oh, Kelly, I would love to do that, but I can't. Mm-hmm. If I did that with you, I would take away from personal time with God my fitness or my family. And I just can't do it. Mm -hmm. I love it. And then you just, you don't feel bad about it, right? That's the decision you have to make. I didn't apologize. I didn't promise you I would do it later. Mm -hmm. I just said no. And I told you why. And you know what? Speaking my priorities out loud like that also reinforces them for me. I love that so much. And, you know, I've, worked on that as an issue with myself as well. You know, I feel like I was a natural born people pleaser. And, you know, sooner or later, I realized I got to stop this and draw some boundaries. And it does get easier the more you do it. Don't you think so? Yes. Just like, I mean, just like anything, right? Like Mm -hmm. saying no is like a muscle, like the more you do it, the stronger it's going to get. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Um, 
So definitely great advice because I think a lot of times too, at least I tend to notice it maybe because I think about it more, but I see a lot of people doing people pleasing tendencies and I don't think they realize it. So it's, I think it's always good to question yourself where you have room to draw more of those types of boundaries. Um, what, another thing, and then we'll get to everything that you, you want to promote for yourself. Um, but what advice do you have to parents who are, uh, because of everything that has changed in the world over the last six months, who are feeling cooped up and they don't have room to breathe and they can't work out outside of the house and they're just feeling kind of overwhelmed by everything in the house. Um, what, what have you done to make time in that kind of a way? Because I'm guessing you probably haven't had as much freedom to leave. Yeah, you know, I was blessed to be part of an online fitness community oh. when all of this started. So um, I, I alluded to street parking earlier. It's an online fitness community. Mm-hmm. So again, nothing really changed back in March. I'll t- March, I'll tell you though, um, I love to race. I love to do marathons, 5Ks. I like, I love racing. And so I haven't raced since, since March. And you'd think, oh, come on, silly. You just pick a virtual race. Mm, that only works a couple of times, y'all. And then they're a dime a dozen and it's just, it's, it's yeah. not that motivating. Um, yeah. And so I've really had to um, revisit my relationship with running. I've really had to find a new why. Those familiar with Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why, you'll know that, you know, they say, you know, the reason, if you can identify the reason why you do something, it can help you when things get tough. Um, And so why I run is not necessarily to, I enjoy races. I enjoy the community. I like the bling. But like right now in this season of life, my why for running cannot be races. So my why for running is to model good behavior for my children. I've had to rearrange some of my goals. I'm currently going for a yearly mileage goal as opposed to trying to achieve a personal record at a certain race. My why for running is that magic time or that alone time. Mm -hmm. I've really, I've had to revisit it. So if you think you know why you work out, if you think you know like your reason for doing fitness, if you're feeling that, if you're feeling cooped up or that lack of motivation, I'd encourage you to revisit it. And I cannot emphasize the importance of online accountability, whether it's, you know, with a trainer like you, Kelly, or with a community group like street parking, um, the Peloton community, you guys, you, we see how powerful it's not about the bike. It's about the community. Charge Running does the same thing. That's an app for runners where you kind of, you can run with each other. You can see where people are on the leaderboard using GPS tracking. It's really cool. And you guys, it's not the app, it's the community. Yeah, that is such a good point. Um, And I think, um, you know, that's great for everybody to hear because sometimes even though that might act it, that the community keeps people coming back. They might not realize it until they're part of it. So that's such a good point to make. And in case people are wondering, you know, well, I want to see who this lady is. I want to see how she does it with all of these little ones. Tell everybody where they can find you on social media and about your podcast and everything. Thank you. You know, I've got um, the Run Lift Mom podcast is for actually time-starved, busy moms who are fitness minded. And so all of the episodes are less than 20 minutes. I'm not an expert, but I am speaking with subject matter experts in the areas of running, lifting, and motherhood. Um, And I'm on the socials. I'm on 
Instagram is mostly where I hang out at Run Lift Mom Pod. Um, also on Facebook at Run Lift Mom Pod. Although I love a good TikTok and I'm Run Lift Mom <laughs> over there as fun. well as on YouTube. Okay, great. And uh, yeah, definitely go follow Susie. She's uh, super energetic. She has such a good vibe, which is why I wanted to have her on and share all of this great advice. Um, is there anything else that you want to promote about your business? Oh, tell us quickly about the Zyactive wear. Oh, friend, you know, um, Zy Active, it is an activewear, you know, brand, um, and it helps me do these other things. So it helps me have that podcast every single week. It helps me do some of the run coaching that I do and that kind of thing. Um, but it's real, real talk. It's great, great activewear. I'm a representative for the company. And my hope is that I can bring so much value to you in terms of time saving strategies with running, lifting and momming that when you're in the market for some good activewear, you'll reach out. My website, Run Lift Mom Pod, has all of this stuff on there from the podcast to the activewear to the hacks, like the water thing we discussed. Uh-huh. Awesome. I'm going to have all of your links in the show notes so everybody can find you. Thank you, Susie, so much for joining us today for all of your great advice. Everybody give her a follow. Check out the Run Lift Mom podcast. And thank you so much for listening. And until next time, breathe, stay strong, and always celebrate victory. Celebrate victory.